Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy, happy Monday. This is Bree with the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, another episode. If you are new here, the Brown Girl Self-Care podcast is an unapologetic space for us to talk freely about our self-care, self-love and healing. Uh, We do get all the way real here. So I always ask that you make sure you leave your guilt at the door uh, when you're listening to this show so that you can spend some guilt-free time here just taking care of yourself and just listening to something that's going to pour, hopefully pour into you and just help you have uh, a better outlook on some of the situations and things that we face. So uh, today again is Monday. I don't know the date. I think it's the 9th or 10th. I really, days are just kind of blurring into each other now that I am not working. So I will look up on a Wednesday and think that it's Sunday and be really super confused. So that's just my life right now. I'm sorry. That's just my life. Um, Before we get started on today's topic, which to me is is something else, this is going to be a solo episode, but we're going to be talking today about... um, having more boldness and more audacity. Uh, Hence, or thus, the title of this episode is God grant me the audacity of a white man in his prime because child, they just have all the audacity, what audacity, audaciousness. I don't know what the word is, but they got all of it. And I want some of that. Right. And I think that maybe we can all have a little bit more boldness, um, in how we move and how we do things. Because, um, like I said, a white man in his prime, that, that is just like a boldness that I, um, definitely could use more of. But before I get into today's topic, I just wanted to give two shout outs to two, I'm assuming women, um, left a review of the Brown Girl Self-Care podcast in iTunes. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to do that. So son, Risa, Sharisa says, um, she's so grateful to have found this podcast healing work is hard work. And my very first episode actually led me to reaching out to the guest of that episode who has now become my coach. I truly appreciate your efforts. Thank you. So that's awesome. I'm so glad that you're able to find a resource from the show, which um, as we continue to grow, I'm hoping to have more resources available. So that's amazing. Um, And then also from Savannah time 52, 
She left a comment maybe two or three weeks ago, and she says, I am so thankful for this show. Please continue doing what you do. That is so awesome. If you ladies are listening to this episode since, um, I don't know who you are, but if you can email me and confirm that it is you that left these comments, um, I would love to send you some stickers or a button pin or something from the show. So make sure that you um, email connect at browngirlselfcare.com and I will get that out to you. Okay, awesome. So let's go ahead and dive into to today's episode. Hopefully I will not stu- stutter and stumble and, and flutter and fumble over my words here. Um, a little tongue tied today. I'm not sure why, but we're going to just go ahead and make it work. So again, This episode, we're going to be talking about audacity, boldness, um, when we're making moves and the decisions we make, excuse me, et cetera, because I had an experience recently that just really opened my, opened my eyes to some things and how things work in the world. And this has happened before. I'm not sure why I really paid attention this time. I'm sure you've experienced this, something like this before too, but when I left this experience, it was just like, I even had a conversation with a girlfriend about this because I was just like, this is the kind of boldness and audacity that I need to have. Now, if you are a listener of the show, you know that sometimes there might be just a little bit of language in the things that I say. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case today or not, but I want to make sure that I say that in case little ears are listening. So, um, all right. So let me tell you about what happened here. And it's not even funny, but it was when I left, I was just, I was just like, I had to think about it. Like, seriously? Okay. So I went and tried out a co-working space. And if you're not familiar with the co-working space, that is a space, um, typically local to where you live, um, where you can go, you can take your laptop, you can take your, your mouse and your journals and your, your whatever stuff, emails and stuff that you have to work on. And you can go to this co-working space, you pay a fee and you can just work in this space. And it's like an office away from home. So I'm like, okay, this is perfect. Um, The office away from home is totally sometimes what I need because I will sit here and I will look up and it's 630 in the morning. I'm getting ready to take my daughter to school and do my, my morning routine. And then I will get home, you know, and look up again and it's 230 three o'clock. And I'm like, where did this day go? And I want to make sure that I'm being as productive as I possibly can. And when you are not working a nine to five, your days can sometimes get a little muddled and lost. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a co-working space. I'm going to just put in the work and I'm going to be good. So if you have not worked at a uh, a space, uh, what's it called? A co-working space. There are, you know, a f- uh, just a f- couple of minor rules. One of them being, you know, to, at least in the place that I went to, one of the main rules of this space was, okay. And they made sure they stressed this with me in a nice way, but they, I, I so I was like, oh, this is on point because I don't like to have a lot of distractions. So when I heard this rule, I was like, oh, bet this is going to be great. So they were like, when you, if you have to take a phone call, 
we have this booth over here that you can get inside the booth. You can close the door and it'll help to block some of the sound. You can take a private call here or you can step outside. This way you're not disturbing the people that are in the co-working space. Because keep in mind that with the co-working space, and I didn't say this before, but usually there'll be like one one or two floors and um, you'll have a lot of open space. Not necessarily desks, but like long tables. You know, maybe a five or six foot table with a few chairs and they have places where you can plug in your laptops and, and all that good stuff. And then in a separate area, they will sometimes have private offices and or, um, what do they call it? Like dedicated actual desks. Not necessarily enclosed, but if you pay a bit more, if you didn't want to work at an actual six foot table with say like one or two other people, um, you can have a actual dedicated desk just for you in the space and you can just be there, you know, in, in it'll be your own, like in an office, like, you know, it'll be your own desk. Well, listen, sis wasn't trying to pay for no dedicated space or um, private office because I'm not there yet, but I just wanted to go there and work in peace. Okay. Keyword in peace and um, get some work done. So first day, things went well, okay? Second day, here we go. So there comes a, a white man. Actually, there was a couple of white men and apparently they have dedicated desks, okay? So they're paying extra money to have this dedicated desk. And of, and of course, when you have a dedicated desk, that just means you have the whole office space, you know? Of course, you just have the whole office because you're paying more, right? Did you catch that sarcasm? Um, so, you know, during this time, I had gotten a couple of calls. So I was like, oh, okay. I got up, I went into the booth or I stepped outside. And one of these days it was raining and I stepped outside, took my call. You know, I'm just all about maintaining, you know, I'm not gonna go into a space and create friction. I'm gonna abide by the rules. I'm gonna be chill and you know, like, okay, yes, everything go okay. Some people just don't have that. You know what I'm saying? They just don't care. And they have the audacity and the boldness that I know that I could definitely use more of. Um, and I see this a lot with like white men, like white men, especially white men that are in the prime of their life. Like they're just like, they're on the top, you know what I'm saying? They're making money, they're moving and shaking. Uh, they're just, they're just like, they're full of ideas and they're just like, you know, just on it. And they just give zero Fs, honestly. They just give zero Fs. Like, so this guy's up there in his dedicated desk. And I think there was two guys up there in their dedicated desks. And I could swear they were just, they weren't even talking to each other. They were like on conversations. They were taking phone calls. Hey, Chip, um, get me two CCs of that paper that I asked you about yesterday and get back to me, stat. Like, you would think that they were like on freaking Wall Street, right? <laughs> Sorry, you would think they were on freaking Wall Street. Like they're just making these deals and is having these conversations. And I'm just, I just keep like looking up at the guy that runs the place. He does not flinch. He doesn't even acknowledge, okay, that they are just, like I said, making these Wall Street type deals on the phone in there at their desk when it's supposed to be a quiet space, okay? So I was like, okay. And I noticed that there were, so none of the women when I was there had a dedicated space. 
why I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I know why I didn't because I didn't want to spend. I don't have the money extra right now to, for just to have my own desk. If I want my own desk, I'll do it at home. Um, but it was men that were paying to have these dedicated desks, which was amazing to me. Cause again, I did not see not woman in this specific space with one, right? We were all going for the lower package. Um, so I was like, okay, okay. This was just a fluke and you know, it, it's cool. It's cool. It, this was just a fluke, right? So I just continue to bang it out. I had my headphones, which were not sound canceling headphones, by the way. And I just banged out what I had to do. I'm like, okay, cool. I go in there on day three. <laughs> it was just like, it was just like a repeat of day two. And I'm just thinking, what the hell? What in the complete hell is going on here? Like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. But when I think about this, it's so funny to me because I'm like, first of all, dude, first of all, you need to calm down. You need to lower your voice. Okay. First of all, second of all, this is not your freaking office, dude. This is not your office. You are not on Wall Street. You are not in your own space. Okay. But they're just doing their, they're, they're up there just having these conversations, making deals, telling so-and-so on the phone, Hey, get this and get back to me and, you know, send this to me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Oh my God, they were just in their own world. And the guy that ran the, like the, the manager, he didn't say anything. So I was just like, okay, this just must be, and honestly, there was, I, I don't think I got a call that day, but I know another, one of the other ladies that was there, there was a lady that was there and she did either have to make a call or she got a call. She got up and she went to the booth and I'm like, okay, there is something to this because two women, okay, we get up, we take our call, we get back and then we have these men and it's just like the complete opposite. And I know you know what I'm talking about, okay? I know you know what energy I'm talking about when it comes to a male, okay, let alone a white male that just, they're just, they just are bold, you know? They don't worry about certain things. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So in case you want to have that kind of energy, that white man and his prime energy, um, I just had some thoughts about that and some tips that I wanted to share that you may find helpful, that you will find helpful, actually, not may, you will find it helpful because I said so. Um, okay, maybe I went too far. I'm trying to invoke that white man energy, but I don't know if it played well or not. But anyway, so I have a few things that I wanted to talk to you about and um, hopefully you find these t- tips, excuse me, helpful. So, um... I would say the first thing that makes sense in this type of situation that I, and these are things that I definitely want to work on. Um, so I'm telling you this, like, and I'm talking to myself as well, because again, I want that confidence. I want to be, you know, more unapologetic. So, um, the first thing that I would say is to stay focused on the big picture, like stay focused on the big picture. Um, you don't need to worry too much about the minor factors and minor things that are going on 
um, if they're not going to help you or hinder you or like help or hinder the outcome that you're going for. Right. So like the guys are on the phone, they wasn't worried about me. They wasn't worried about Nair, not a person in that space because we had nothing to do with the big picture in the grand scheme of things. Okay. We weren't helping them in any way. And clearly I wasn't hindering them because I didn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? So they were not worried about me. They were doing their thing. And I think a lot of times we lose sight of like the big picture, um, with whatever it is that we're doing, whatever goals you have set in place, whatever things you're going for, whatever the things are that you want out of life or or things you want to do or the type of person you want to be or whatever the case may be, um, I think we lose sight of the bigger picture sometimes and we start to worry um, about small things that have absolutely nothing to do with what we're trying to do. It's like we're trying to learn how to tie our shoes, for example. And while we're doing that, we get distracted by the ant two feet away that's crawling on the leaf. Like, or if we're trying to do X, Y, Z, and, but we're worried about what so-and-so is doing in her house, you know, your neighbor, you know, what we're worried about what they're doing. And it has, it's, it, it has absolutely nothing to do with you your hustle and your grind or whatever it is you're trying to do um, and whatever car your neighbor has in her driveway, those two things don't match, okay? They have nothing to do with each other. You're running your race, she's running her race. There's really no need to focus on anything or any person that is not gonna, like I said, um, affect the outcome that you're going for, okay? So again, I would say, first thing to do is stay focused on the big picture. Seriously. Um, second thing I would say is do not, (laughs) do not apologize and overthink everything. Okay. Now I'm going to give a disclaimer because I did say don't apologize, but obviously these tips I know I have common sense. You have common sense. We have common sense. If you wrong somebody, you hurt somebody, you offend somebody, like seriously, apologize. Don't be a, uh, I don't even know what I want to say. Cause what I was going to say starts with a D and I didn't want to say that word, but don't be that person. Obviously, if you, if you do something that hurts someone, um, physically or, or whatever, emotionally or whatever, or you, or just do something that's just, wrong that warrants an apology yes obviously apologize okay um because this isn't these tips aren't necessarily about like going out there and you snatching souls and crushing souls intentionally or anything like that um but i think a lot of us would benefit from overthinking and apologizing so much honestly i think it stops our progress um when we tend to overthink at least i know when i overthink i am just stuck I am like stuck at a standstill and it honestly, it just sucks to have, it's like when you go to McDonald's or something and they have like 75 things on the menu, right? And when you pull up, you're just like, okay. It's like, if you don't know what you want anywhere, if you don't know what you want and there's like a million choices, it's gonna take you a million minutes to make a decision. And on top of that, I find that 
at least when I do it, when I overthink and then I make a decision, I'm always like, oh man, that was the wrong decision. Oh man, I'm sorry. I made the wrong decision. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I start apologizing and, you know, um, discounting the choice that I made. Haven't even seen the choice to fruition, mind you, but I just automatically know, oh God, that was the wrong choice. I made a mistake. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry, everyone. You know, just this big dramatic thing that doesn't even have to be. But I think we overthink. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Things a lot and we're and I think we apologize a lot. These men out here, they don't. When is the last time a man apologized? Okay. When is the last time a man apologized? I want you to tell me. And men do not overthink things. They just don't, okay? They do not overthink. They might overthink a a fraction of things. Like their list might be two things that they will overthink compared to our list of 72 things that we might overthink all regarding the same situation. So um, definitely, definitely, definitely we need to learn how to stop apologizing for like everything we do, every misstep, you know, everything that we do and overthinking everything. So that is number two. Another thing that I'm going to say so I can have that white man energy, excuse me, is believe in yourself. Like you have the biggest package in history. And you know what I'm talking about when I say package, okay? Believe in yourself like that because let me tell you, 
it's okay to be like self-assured and confident and believe in your ability and decisions. Like we weren't raised to do that a lot of times. So we, we just feel like it's not a good thing or like it's, it's not, Christian-like or it's not okay to be confident in our choices and be confident in the things that we do and to believe, you know, in ourself and our ability and the decisions that we make, you know? And it's like you, I, I want that same swagger like a man that has a big package, you know, they're just very self-aware and they're very self-assured and they just know, you know what I'm saying? They just know. They they don't have to overtalk. They don't have to overthink. They're definitely not apologizing <laughs> for what they have and what they possess. Um, and that's and that's the same thing. It's like it's okay for you to to be confident in yourself. It's okay for you to believe in the decisions that you make. And it's not to say that you're always gonna make, you know, the right decisions. Um but you can still have that confidence. You can still have that swag. It just makes you move a little different. It makes you feel a little bit different. You start speaking different. You know what I mean? Just when you're confident in yourself and it's, and that's perfectly acceptable. Um, something else I would say is to take up space. I'm going to clap my hands with this one. Take up space. I hope you heard those claps on my microphone. Like be visible. You guys be visible in your career and in your business ventures and the things that you're trying to do to get to the next level, like put some bass in your voice. And like I said, some confidence, some bass and some confidence in your voice, like stand up straight when you're walking. And, um, I watched this show called the resident every once in a while. And I don't know the guy's name. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even know what his name is on the show. It's, it's, uh, Wow. I know the girl's name is Nick, I think. Oh, well, I don't know what the guy's name is on the resident, but to, to me, he looks like he's short, probably like five, seven, five, eight would be my guess. Or say, I should say a little, a little shorter, shorter. Um, and anyway, when he walks, he just has this, you have to, man, I'm going to see if I can post a link to the video that shows what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the resident, um, it's the show with Malcolm Jamal Warner and their doctors and whatnot. Um, but the, this white guy, this doctor or whatever, he just, he walks like he just, he is literally taking up all the space when he walks. And, um, it's just the way he holds himself and the way he carries himself. And he's just, I don't know if they told him to to do that because he's shorter or if that's just something that he just naturally does or what I'm like, I said, I'm not very familiar with him as an actor. I know he was on some other show. Um, but the way he carries himself, I love because he takes up space. He stands up straight. He kind of holds his arms a certain way and he's just very like, macho as he's walking up and down and into the rooms and everything checking on patients and that was just something I noticed like from the get-go is he really knows how to take up that space and I think a part of that in taking up space is one thing that I definitely need to to work on is taking up space and using my voice and I, like I said, having some base in, in my voice and confidence in my voice. Now, something I'm working on is not allowing people to over talk and out talk me. 
regarding things that I know about or things that are pertaining to me or even things that I may not know about, you know, or how just how I function or things like that. I mean, there's a way to communicate with others and you don't have to yell. You don't have to cuss. You don't have to kick fight scratch and scream and have this ego about you but you also don't have to shrink yourself either again because we're 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 in this space we're in this room and we deserve to be there right so we don't need to be like a shrinking violet and we don't also have to be the loudest voice in the room to be heard um but it is about just having that confidence in in your voice in your walk in the way that you speak and the way that you communicate and get your ideas across, um, that will help you to be more visible. And sometimes what's the saying that sometimes you can be the loudest in the room and not have to say a word. I think that's a quote. I swear it is. I don't know if it is, but I think it is. We're going to make it a quote if it's not, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and that is so true. So, um, again, take up space, be visible. Okay be visible. Um, something else that I, I think I talked about this just a moment ago, but I want to, I guess, um, wrap this up and just say something else that we should learn to not do because we want that big energy, right? Is to not wallow in the mistakes that we make. We're going to make mistakes. I have made a kajillion in every factor, faction, area, every part of my life from the Ruta to the Tuta, from top to bottom, I have made countless mistakes. A lot, seriously, a lot of mistakes. Um, and I am one to like wallow, like wallow, like I'm just swimming in the mistakes and just hoping someone please reach me your hand and pull me out of the muck, you know, feeling sorry for myself or whatever. Um, guys are not like that. Guys are not like that. They will come into the kitchen from work. You're at the table or you're at the, you're at the stove making dinner. Um, he'll come home and he'll be like, oh crap. <laughs> I lost a thousand dollars trying out th- that new XYZ thing I told you about. My bad. Okay. What's for dinner, babe? Like what? What what happened here? You You come again? You did what? What happened? Say what now? So it's like, they don't wallow in the mistakes they make, um, that it is what it is for them. Like, oh, okay, well, all right. And then they're just on to the next. But at least for me, it's like, I've made the mistake. I lost a thousand dollars. It's like instantly, you know, the heart drops, the mood shifts. Um, there's like a lot of wringing of hands and, replaying the scene over and over and over and over and the shouldas and the couldas and the wouldas and I didn'ts and why didn't I? And, you know, then you kind of beat yourself up or actually not kind of, you beat yourself up a lot until you make yourself sick. Um, then you start asking 5,000 people, like you, you kind of tell people what happened without giving them too much information. Then you ask them, well, what would you do if you, if you were in that, you know, in that position or whatever, and you try to get everybody's opinions and you're just running around like a chicken with its head cut off for days and days and weeks and weeks, still replaying that mistake over and over and over and doubting your decision-making skills and you're having like meat sweats and night sweats and hot flashes. 
Then you put on your sweatpants after you've done all that sweating in the Lifetime channel. You sit on the couch for three weeks eating ice cream. Um, that's basically how my life goes each and every time I make a mistake. So you're welcome. Um, but seriously, like guys don't do that. It's like they make a mistake and they are on to the next. Like how many times have you heard about, now this is not a mistake, but this is the example that my mind instantly thought of. How many times have you thought about like when a guy dies and the girl, and we're talking about relationships, a guy dies versus a girl dying or a guy breaks up with a girl or a girl breaks up with a guy or regardless, whoever breaks up with whom, but out of that situation, let's say a, a guy and girl break up, who is on to their next relationship? Like three weeks later, clearly not women, right? It's like guys have that capability. And I think we do too. We just don't practice it as much. Um, it's so it's not a muscle that we know how to use, but child y'all break up. He is on to the next, on to the next business, on to the next girlfriend, on to the next date, on to the next whatever. And we are, like I said, our hair in a bun in our sweats, watching lifetime movies and just crying into our, uh, cherries Garcia ice cream. And you can find us there. Send all our mail right to the couch. We'll be there for a couple of months and then we'll think about getting back to business. So it's like, I think some of us or a lot of us are, at least I do, I like to speak for just myself, but I feel like you guys can feel me. You know what I'm saying? Um, we just need to learn how to lick our wounds and, and bounce back stronger and harder. Like we just need to work that practice, that muscle, like, like maybe start with small decisions and just boom, make it regardless if it's a mistake or not, just make a decision, like give yourself an amount of time. Like if it's a, let's say it's a, a $10 mistake, you know, cause I'm sure there's like a $10 mistake versus a $500 mistake. Oh, let's say $10 mistake versus a hundred dollar mistake versus like a, a thousand or $10,000 mistake. Right? So the $10 mistake start with those. Like just make a decision, stick with it. And just, if it doesn't pan out, it just doesn't pan out. Right. Because I think the more that we exercise that muscle of just making a decision, sticking with it, not wallowing if things don't go our way or even if they do, but we have to wait for some time to see how things play out. But just, you know, just moving on to the next, um, I think that muscle will be developed and we can start making decisions easier, faster, bolder, with more courage, um, with more confidence. And that's what we need. So hopefully those tips made sense and hopefully those tips helped you. Um, like I said, I am going to put a link to the show. Hopefully I can find a clip of the guy. I have no idea what his name is, but you can see that that's that confidence that he has when he walks and he just takes up space. Um, yeah, but that is it for this episode. I wanted to try to keep it to 30 minutes and I was almost successful. Uh, but you know what? I am not apologizing. It is what it is. <laughs> I did my best and that's okay. So I will see you next Monday with another episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. If you would like to reach me in the meantime, feel free to email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, connect at browngirlselfcare.com. And hey, don't forget to leave a comment. If you're seeing this on the blog, um, leave a comment and or share the show and or leave a, re a review on iTunes. When you guys leave reviews on iTunes, um, 
they really honestly help the show and I would greatly appreciate um, if you were able to do that. So now with that said, I'm out. Have an amazing week and I will talk to you on the next episode.